welcome to the Business Success Club. I want to say welcome and you are in for a treat in this group. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. And on this podcast, what we really want to establish is this. How do hardworking entrepreneurs build profitable and scalable businesses whilst having the freedom and balance to do the other things they love? like family, vacations, sports, fun, adventures, and charity. So let's tune into today's podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Business Success Show with your business coach, Mac Atram. And today you are in for a treat because today I'm speaking to Jeannie Morovitz-Smith, who is an expert when it comes to all things leadership. And if you manage people, if you lead people, you need to understand that sometimes your own emotions and behaviors can get in the way. So what Jeannie is very, very good at, and she spent decades helping leaders just like yourself do this, take their chaotic and catabolic thoughts and behaviors and feelings and turn them into great energy, which empowers the organizations, empowers you, and more importantly, the people that you are working with. So Jeannie, welcome to the Business Success Show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is such a treat. You are most welcome. Jeannie, tell us about what you do right now as a leadership thought leader and expert. So I run Dynamism Leadership. I'm the founder and CEO. The company was established in 2005 as HRX, but last year, 2021, I decided there was more to it. There was more to it than just the human resource function. It's actually encompasses all leadership. So everyone's a leader of, of their life, whether it's a team at work, a, a soccer team or their own family or themselves, which is the most important. Right. And so I changed the, the name of the company um, to Dynamism Leadership and I established a team of uh, certified coaches and consultants who are established across the United States who can provide services anywhere from training and development, one-on-one -on -one or team coaching, executive leadership coaching. And my most favorite is establishing cultures. So a culture within an organization. So, and my most favorite and where we're using, where we're spending most of our time is helping leaders create cultures of trust, environments of trust where they can, all employees feel a sense of belonging and a sense of inclusion, feel like they can show up as their whole self. And then the and leaders are saving um, on, well, they're retaining and attracting their top talent. Well, and that's fantastic. really where I'm spending most of my time now. All right, we're going to go deep into that a bit more in a moment. So you started a business in 2005. Yes. Prior to, so you, 2005, something happened, a thought happened, and you said, well, I'm going to go out on my own. Now you are an entrepreneur. What were those thoughts <laughs> that crossed your mind and what led you to make that decision? Such, such a great question. And it's a huge pivot. You know, pivot became a word the last couple of years, mm -hmm. but... What a pivot for me. So I was internal human resources. I had climbed the corporate ladder from clerk to, to VP. And I would see, I would see engineers working from home, 
this is where it all started. So it didn't just happen oh, in 2005. I would see them working remotely. And I was like, why can't I do that? And, and my, my CEO would say, well, you're human resources. You have to be here with the people. Mm. You have to be here, FaceTime, FaceTime. Remember that kind of yeah, stuff? Like you had to show your face. Yeah. And um, I would sit and dream about, well, what could I do to create my own schedule and create my own time and come in when I want. And I did have a mentor. He was actually my financial advisor and became a, a father figure to me after my father died. He was, my oh. father was killed in a um, car crash by a drunk driver. Oh no, sorry to hear that. Um, thank you. And um, so Joey was my mentor, father figure and my financial advisor. And he kept saying, why don't you do your own thing? Well, I was told that HR has to be in-house. He's like, that's ridiculous. You can create your own life. So that is interesting in itself because he was a fill-in father. And then my mom would say the same thing. You could be anything you want to be. So now I'm a full-on adult. I'm a businesswoman. I'm, I'm an executive at, at software companies. And I'm like, yeah, why can't I? Why can't I? And so being the head of HR, the company was going through some layoffs. Okay. So that list that HR is responsible for filling, creating a list of those people who will be, there's positions will be eliminated. I added myself to the list. <laughs> I love that. I can see that coming. Fantastic. Good. And so I did, I added myself to the list. I said, you know what, give me the boot I need to get out. You know, so it, although because oftentimes we're in the work world and if the decision isn't ours, mm. it's a good push out the door. But when it's hard to make that decision yourself. So here I had kind of a combo decision. And so 2005, I got laid off in January. I think it was January 5th to be exact. And now I am self-employed, figure it out. And so right. I did. And, and I was going to take some time off and I got this phone call a couple months into it saying, hey, this client that's really close to, to your, where you're located, they need an HR person. And I walked okay. in that door and they wanted to hire me as they put me on a W-2. And I go, oh, no, I don't do that anymore. I, I'm an independent consultant. I'm an there entrepreneur. And I put the stake in the ground during that interview and they hired, they were my first client. Good for you. I mean, isn't it fascinating? The moment you make a decision, moment you have that clarity of your purpose and the vision where you're driving to everything else falls into place you were I, I just got the chills <laughs> for you validating my what almost 18 years ago yeah. thought process and it's um 100 it's amazing when you set your mind to something when you have that vision when it becomes very clear and this yeah. is with everything in all of our businesses when it's really clear what you want, you just have to go, what does it look like on the end now? How do I get there? Take right. baby steps, even just one day, each day, do something a little bit more towards that goal. You yep. will achieve it. And uh -huh. the, the passion that I had for running my own show and having my flexibility in my life, uh -huh. that's what I needed. I needed flexibility. I didn't want to be eight to five, Monday through Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday too, for w2 i wanted to do my own thing and here's and so, the thing you know you know what you said there i thought which is fascinating you had made up your mind and somehow the universe god call it whatever you want says huh you sure you want that hey we've got this job for you 
No, I don't want I know what I want. And I'm sure that's happened time and time again in on your entrepreneurial journey, where if you're not clear, you get distracted into something that's not you. That's not what you want, right? Any thoughts on that? <laughs> oh my gosh. I said even yesterday I said I'm one of those creative people who follow the shiny object. And I have to keep, I have to stop doing that. Mm. I absolutely, they're like, what's this person doing? Oh, I should do this. No, you don't. Stay in your lane Lane. and and build on that every single day. Use your energy there. Stay focused. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love this. One one thing I thought of just real quick, I didn't mean Uh to cut you off, but sometimes we may not know exactly what we want, but we know what we don't want. Mm. So when you know what you don't want, it's a little clearer to get back in that lane, jump back on that highway. You don't want this. Like I didn't want to be a W-2 employee. So I know this, okay, this looks like it feels like it could be going towards what I want, my vision, right? So, but stay in your lane. Fantastic. Look, let's get straight into your expertise. And one of the things you talk about a lot is this thing called energy leadership. Yes. Right. What is energy leadership? So energy leadership comes down to understanding who we are at the core. What are our core values? Mm. And I always say this, what makes you tick and what ticks you off? Oh, wow. And understanding those two things makes all and really simplifies the difference in how we respond versus react. Okay. How many times have you been in a situation or any of the listeners been in a situation where you're like, oh, I shouldn't have handled it that way. Mm -hmm. I wish I didn't say that. Why did I even show that body language, whatever it was? That's the difference between responding and reacting. And I can, I, I have several examples of where I said, oh, if I would have just known this then. Mm -hmm. So we are we are set up at our however old you are based on all of your experiences and it could be something that happened to you at seven or you were exposed to or not exposed to seven 15 whatever old you were and we still think that is true but it's not necessarily true we're we're adults now so you can change that pattern and so i'll give you an example i had a client who really thought she wasn't smart enough. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense to me. I've been talking to you and you seem pretty intelligent. Where is this coming from? So we drilled down to the fact that when she was younger, her mom would say, you're an amazing athlete. Focus on being an athlete because you're just not that smart at school. Oh no. But don't worry about your grades. Focus on being like the stellar jumper, runner, whatever wow. you are. So we had to say, how, how true is that? So I ask a lot of empowering questions of my clients to bring those things out. And then we like, okay, well, look at it. it's 2022. You're this age. That that was something that happened to you, but it doesn't have to be who you are now. Wow. What is another way to look at that? So back to energy leadership, it's identifying who you are at the core, really who you are at the core now, right. not, not in, in, I always, this is another example. A lot of people go to be an attorney or a, a doctor because their parents wanted them to, or their parents were attorneys and doctors, but they don't like it. 
How many people go to law school and then they don't want to be a lawyer? It's not who they are at the core. And it takes them to their 30s, 40s, 50s to figure that out. So that so it really comes down to showing up who you are, knowing who you are, and then understanding what triggers, like what compromises your core values and what supports your core, core values. So for example, one of my core values is respect. Now, respect means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Mm. But when I feel disrespected, mm. historically, I would react. Right. And you can't get, however you make that individual feel, you can't get those feelings back. They will always remember, you can't take it back. I mean, they will always remember how you left them to feel. They mm. not. They may not remember the words you said in 15 years from now, but they're going to remember that feeling. So what you want to do is always be, okay, I feel stressed right now. And this is seconds. This is seconds to control our energy. Somebody said something or somebody did something to me. I now, oh, I feel this. Okay, it is my value of respect that is being compromised. So now that I've identified it, and I know because I've done some work on these, this history of mine, why I have that. Okay, how do I want to respond? Yeah. And it's literally like 10 seconds. Okay, I'm going to respond like, if you give me a minute, then I'm all yours. So now you're showing respect to the other person rather than why are you interrupting me? Right? <laughs> Doesn't Huge help. difference. Yeah. Yeah. And so if leaders could understand how to show up all the time and it does like I've, I work with some people saying, well, that's a lot of things I have to think about. Actually, it's not. It's seconds of your time. We're as leaders and organizations, we're interrupted constantly. Yeah. We get phone calls, we're dr- dr- but if you can show respect, in my example, to the other person, you're going to get that in return. And let me ask, Jeannie, is it, a sim- is it as simple as stopping, taking a breath, and then responding, rather than the habit of just this reacting off the cuff? Is it, or is it more? It, absolutely, absolutely. And so many people think they need to respond right away. But you know what? Take a second. I've even taught people in interviewing one-on-one. Take a minute. Say, if you give me a second, let me think about my answer. It actually, you come across stronger and more in control. And they believe that on the job, you will have better calculated answers wow. and behavior if you control that, you control yourself from reacting or responding immediately in an interview. It's the same thing at work. So where it starts is I have an energy leadership assessment. Okay. And it, it tells you the results of the assessment in a nutshell are how do you show up on a regular basis when you're with your friends, when you're with your loved ones, you're stress-free. This is what your, your results look like. What happens under stress? And that's when your values are being triggered. What happens? What's the difference? And then I coach around the, in the gap. Like, how can you get more of this nice, um, like, like separations between the levels of energy when you're stressed as well. And that it takes technique, some skill, some patience, some believing in yourself and some understanding of what you've been through in life and how you want to show up in the future. And a good thing, we are in charge. Oh yeah, absolutely. And the good thing is there is a way, there is something people can learn from experts like you. You've got a program called the energy energetic leadership, is it? Yes. 
Yeah, and people can learn that. So it's good that people become aware that, hey, let me speak to Jeannie because I need to understand this because it's if, if I don't, I'm going to hurt my business and I don't want that. Now, the other thing you talk about, Jeannie, is you talk about creating a culture of trust in the workplace or as leaders. Tell us a little bit more about that. I think that is the number one success factor right now um, mm. is to create a trustworthy. So you need to be trusted and you need to be able to trust your staff. So how do you do that? You open up the lines of communication. So that's in it. That's kind of an umbrella. Start talking, start sharing information. I've had leaders over the years say, well, I can't tell them they're not ready for that. Depends on what it is, but more than likely they are ready. They're adults. They can handle the information you hired them. So you should empower them to do what you hired them to do. So you can free yourself up. I think I was listening to one of your shows. I think it was Wade Galt. He was oh, talking yeah. about oh, what an amazing, amazing talk with him yeah. talking about um, the relationships and how you establish this adult to adult and ask them, empower them to create their job. Mm, that's right. That is key, right? So, and, and trust that they're going to get it done. So I'll show up with integrity, empower others, don't micromanage, communicate, and be a hundred percent, like know yourself. And so many of us don't like in our twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, we haven't figured out who we are. We're trying to be everyone else. We're trying to mimic what other people do. Yeah. If you know who you are at the core, then you can show up um, vulnerable and share your emotions with your staff too. So, so hey, oh, go ahead. No, no it's, it's great thing you're saying because what it's got me thinking is, and just for our audience, I'm thinking, are you saying then that the way that leader is with all their shortcomings, with all their issues, whatever, will show up in the workplace. And unless that leader really addresses that, it's going to affect everything else around them in the workplace. Is it something like that or am I off? No, I think, I think you're definitely on target there. So who we are, we're going to show up that way under stress, right? So we can right. hide it under when things are good. But when, you know, the SHIT hits the fan, yeah, yeah. then the true you comes out. And yeah. so what if, what if a leader were to say, you know what, I don't handle stress well, and this, this, and this happens. So this is why I hired you to help me. Mm. I need you to be successful when I get really stressed. I need you to own this. Do I have your commitment to that? And they'll be like, that's exactly why you hired me. That's my specialty. Right. So if we understand our shortfalls, we can fill in with staff members who support that. And that's what they specialize in. That's how a company is really going to be successful. So if, if, if say I'm the leader and I'm not a good communicator, why don't I hire a communications manager who can help me with that? Right. Or a coach who can get me over these mm -hmm. hurdles through different growth, different growth areas so that you can better connect with your staff, but you have to be connected with yourself. And so many people have that disconnect here. Yeah. And if you haven't figured this out, yeah, good luck connecting with everyone else. So we have to be in order to see what it is we want to see in that environment. So it starts from the leader. Excellent. I love that.
Now, clearly the work you do, I, you know, I'm just seeing it as before this call, I thought, oh, it was just about the work situation, but your work has the possibility to actually affect the world in terms of the way people show up, in terms of the way people communicate, and in terms of the way people lead themselves and others. So your work affects the world. Any comments on that? <laughs> I am so thankful that you just said that because that tells me a lot that I'm actually starting to get out there and share that it's bigger than just one organization at a time. Mm. And I have said that I really want to change the work world right. one leader at a time. Good. And, but it's also your person. And I get the, I get the chills when, cause this is like a, like a creative entrepreneur. I get chills when I feel like this is like, absolutely. It's amazing. So your relationship and connection with your children, relationship mm -hmm. and connection with your team members at work, relationship and connection with the people at the grocery store. Right. It's who we are. And guess what? If I am really kind and nice to that person, they feel better and they're kind of nice, kind of nice to the next person. Pass it on. Of course. Right? It's with everything. It's and and especially now, the world is getting really. How do I describe? I mean, it's very, there's a lot of self-centered people. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't even think about the consequences of their like how they're showing up and how it affects other people. That was my mother's number one goal with me was make sure you know the impact you have on others. So I actually appreciate that you brought that up. And absolutely, if I can help, I would love to help the presidents of the United States. <laughs> I see that. I see that because listen, very look, I, I, I so believe in that, that your work has the and I really feel it like you've got I, I get it in a different place. You get it on the other that yes. look when when two parties whether it's two country leaders or two heads of departments or a, a head of a, a, a ceo and their subordinate cannot communicate let's take two leaders world leaders we we go to war and why do we go to war because we couldn't express what we wanted to express in a way that the other person gets it and they can see how we can work together this is more than just uh, the workplace, right? Bingo. Bingo. Oh, wow. We can't express, and there could be many reasons why we can't express the emotions we're having around something. Now, there's certain world leaders that are just doing things for control. That's a whole nother, whole yeah. nother thing. And then maybe as the child, they had no control over whatever happened. I don't know that I'm not a psychiatrist or psychologist, but you, if we could, feel comfortable with everyone we encounter to share how we're feeling. And it's not always easy. It doesn't, it's not, it's something you can, you have to work at. So when I say, if I, and I've, I've actually gotten a lot better at this, I can say, I'm not feeling good about this right now. And these are, this is what's surfacing. I'm feeling this, this, and this, can you have this, this, and that, can you help me with this? Or like, and I, I'm pretty intuitive, so I, I tend to say, hmm, 
what's happening like I get I get vibes in different rooms with different mm. people mm. and so but I with my years of experience in human resources I am really good about acting asking direct questions right. like this doesn't feel right what's is there some anybody else feeling this way like I don't leave it sitting the the elephant in the room I actually bring it in let's talk about things because that's the only way to get to a resolution with anything and when we have these thoughts and feelings in our own head, you need to talk to someone. And that's the beauty of having like an executive coach yeah. is because you can have accountability partner. You can have somebody to bounce like any ideas off of. And that's probably where I've had the most value to different leaders is that they can, they can call me and go, Gene, I don't know why I just feel this, or this doesn't seem right. And we talk about how true is that situation? What's it, when have you been in a situation before that you've been successful? What are the odds of it happening again? Like all those type of things, just to get them to feel comfortable doing and expressing themselves more often. So a lot of the work you do then, is it both training in a live and virtual environment and as well as coaching on the one-to-one group scenario as well? Yes, both. Okay, great, great, great. So this is what I wanted to ask you as well. For those who say, hey, I I love what Jeannie's talking about. How does she know me? How does she know I'm going through all that? And they want to connect with you. What's the best way for them to connect with you or learn more from you? So if you want, um, probably the best way, which has all the information on it is my website. So it's dynamism, D-Y-N-A-M-I-S-M, leadership, L-E-A-D-E-R-S-H-I-P.com, dynamismleadership.com. And on there, you can actually schedule a call directly with me Mm -hmm. and we could take it from there. Oh, superb. That sounds like a great offer. Yep, follow Jeannie on that. Jeannie, in a moment, I'm going to come back to you because I really want to understand what is, uh, how does self-leadership transfer into the leadership of others? So I'm going to come back to it. You're listening to the Business Success Show with Mac Atram and Jeannie. And I want to say this, we've been hearing some great information. We've been getting some great golden nuggets on how to be better as a person and be better a better leader. We're going to get some more in a moment. So remember to smash that like button, follow and subscribe if you're not subscribed as well. So you can get more awesome expertise and expert help just like this. Jeannie, on your Hi. final words then, tell us if, yeah, yeah. This, how does self-leadership transfer to becoming a better leader? We manage our life. You're a hundred percent in charge and in control of how you show up. Mm. So whether you set your alarm and wake up in the morning and take care of the the personal self-care that you need, you work out, plan your food, all that kind of thing. There's so much more to just showing up at the office where you have to see the whole system, your whole functioning system. So what you eat, how you exercise, how you sleep, how you, what you read, how what information you take in, how you how you um, how you want to be the best version of yourself. So everybody has a different routine. Right. So self leadership, truly understanding, like I said, who you are, what your goals are, what you need, and who you need on your team to get there. How are you going to empower your staff to be the best version of themselves? Mm -hmm. How are you going to change one thing about yourself today 
so that when you go into a meeting, I've been doing these 60 second solutions on LinkedIn and um, on Instagram. And it, I have a leader ask me a question and I answer it in less than a minute. Yeah. And one of them is, um, how are you, how are you um, getting in touch with your emotions so that you can be vulnerable like what, what one thing different are you doing? So today go and go to a meeting and tell your staff, Hey, I want to improve on this or, and do say, this is a great example. Um, I know team, I've always been like this, you know, me to be like this, but as of now, I want to change this about me, but I can't do it without your help. So I, I want you to know that you can be open and honest and give me feedback and I'm not going to like criticize any of it. I'm open to change and I need to know this. So it's going to take some time before they trust that what they tell you is just going to be for self-development. Yeah. Um, but that's really where it needs to start because then guess what? They're going to start telling you what they need from you so that they can improve. And when you have that bond and that connection in the workplace, folks will follow you anywhere. And I've told people this a hundred times, if not 200 times, people do not leave organizations for money. They leave organizations for lack of um, the relationship they have with their immediate supervisor or manager. And they follow them anywhere when they have a strong connection and they feel like they're being valued and that you that, that the work they do is being valued and that you value them for who they are as a whole. So that means getting to know them. That means getting to know Jeannie. You know, I noticed that you're really still half asleep at eight o'clock call meetings. Mm -hmm. And you could, and then, oh, well, Jeannie can say, well, that's because I'm up all night with my son because he has this disorder. And you know what, Jeannie? So why don't you start coming in at 11? Would that help? Would that give you, if you got a couple extra hours of sleep after you took him to school, would that help? Absolutely. And now you're setting them up for success. You're getting to know them as a person and you're, you're creating an environment where they can be super successful, but wow. you have to do that for yourself too. create an environment where you're super successful. So if things aren't working for you, or if you're doing it just because everyone else is doing it, stop it, stop doing yeah. it, take a step back, take the time and realize to, I mean, to really take the time to write it out. Like, what is it that I want to do? What are my goals? What's really going to get me there? And then all that other stuff, like put it in the dustpan and toss it. Get rid it's of just it. stuff. <laughs> get rid of it. I love that. You've been listening to Jeannie Morovitz Smith, and we've been talking about self-leadership. We're talking about leadership. We're talking about self-care, taking care of yourself, being who you are at your essence. So your team can be who they are and you can be more productive and get better results. Jeannie, I want to say thank you for showing up here at the Business Success Show with us. Everybody remember to like, follow, and also subscribe if you're not subscribed already so we can bring you more awesome experts just like Jeannie. Jeannie, thank you again. And I'm going to wish you, thank you again for everything you said today. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. It was so nice to meet you and so nice for that you had me on your show. This was wonderful. You're most welcome. Until we speak again, you have a good rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye for now. <laughs>